On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we have a packed show. Of course, hold on, we will get to the Robert Kraft incident, uh, but also talking Badger basketball, what went on this week, a little walk around campus, zoom out to the entire NCAA basketball scene. We definitely talked the shoe explosion. Did we put the curse on Duke? Uh, also, the Big Ten race. A little more NFL talk. Talk Alliance football. Get hot in that. Major League Baseball is back. A couple NBA stories, including our best friend, Tristan Thompson. And then, of course, everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, it's Oscars night, but it's official. I'm all in in basketball. It's almost March. I had that feeling. Spent all day watching it, and I'm ready to go. Let's go March Madness. Yeah, it definitely felt uh, like it was that turn of the calendar, turn of the calendar basketball season. Full days of basketball. Uh, that is how I spent most of my weekend. I mean, aside from from watching Landon, which I did all day, all day <laughs> yesterday. Um, but yeah, it was um, a good weekend. A good weekend, and uh, I'm t- I have to tell you, I'm glad to be here doing the podcast, recording the pod here at eight o'clock yes. uh, Sunday night instead of watching the Oscars. That is for certain. Not a, not an Oscars guy. No, well, <laughs> no, not, I I don't know if this is a any more thing. I don't know that I ever was, but I don't uh, I don't know any of these movies, Marlo. I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of them. Not even Black Panther, which I rented but didn't watch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think the I think Black Panther was the only one I saw as as documented here on the One Thirty Two Breeze podcast, and all the other I was watching the red carpet before we hopped on here. Yeah, and watching the nominees. I guess uh, what's the one? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, whatever. I heard of it, but yeah. all the other ones, kind of, you know, over my head. Seem really artsy. I think, this, and it dupes me in every time. And I'm, I guarantee I'm going to go watch those movies and be like, why were these nominated? I don't understand how this process works. So, I'm glad I'm here with you recording instead of yeah. spending my time out there watching those Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, even uh, what was it? We were talking about Roma is on Netflix, and that's like the yeah. one of the favorites, when, if not the favorite. And it's, apparently, that's not in our algorithm, Marlo. Not our algorithm no. to find that one. Yeah, uh, it does. It doesn't pop up in my things you need to watch. Uh, yeah, it's all in. I believe it's in black and white. It's 2019. Yeah. I don't need that, and it's all subtitles. <laughs> I don't, don't want to read while I'm watching the movie. So, yeah, apparently, people who watch The Office seven, eight times. Uh, and Roma watch viewers aren't don't overlap, so I didn't I didn't get picked up in that. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Anyway, Marlo. Uh, all right. In on B ball. In on B ball. You said we had some B ball well, last night. Some I'd say more nervy uh, basketball watching than at least I had 
expected going into it. Uh, the Badgers did pull off the victory, winning 69-64. Um, That's right. Like, where do you, where well, do you want to start, night, Didn't you, nice Saturday night, weren't you just expecting, all right, I'm going to hang out, a nice night game on Saturday night, watch, watch a little Badger basketball, and just, you know, kind of coast through the rest of the night. Uh, I believe that's the feeling I had going into it, and that, like you alluded to, was not the way it went down. Very back and forth, very uh, you know, close game throughout. Um, but did you realize it was ninety night, nineties night? Casey? I I did. They made well. They kept showing pictures of like the coaches in the nineties or in the announcers in the nineties, which was kind of a kind of annoying. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah. But I, I it did hurt. It hurt my feelings a little bit that mm-hmm. they're doing throwbacks to the nineties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> College games like. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, they're throwback, throwbacks in the 90s. The announcers probably mentioned it 300 times. But every time they kind of showed the, at least the student section, I think they get the 80s and 90s a little mixed up there. And yeah. that's where it kind of hurt me because <laughs> not only are they throwing it back, but these kids don't even know the 90s enough to know that this is they're looking like 80s. Probably because they think, yeah. uh, was it Stranger Things which took place in the 90s? So they just throw back to that. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. Which that was, um, yeah, that was 80s. Um yeah, I think they would need to be there in their Jinko jeans or <laughs> whatever the heck we were. Us yeah. cool kids were wearing in the nineties. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I I was I was preparing. Uh, I was going to write a, a, a pregame. Uh, I don't know take or something on this. Uh, mm-hmm. And my my pregame take take was that we needed to stop law and pardon because I went back and looked at Northwestern's games and when they did well and when they won, law and pardon were uh, were the reasons why. And of course, that's easy to say now because that's exactly how it turned out. But I swear, I was going to write it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beforehand, uh, but the two-man game uh, really hurt the Badgers. Uh, Law scored twenty-four points. Pardon uh, scored twenty-one. Uh, they both shot over uh, at or over fifty percent. And it seemed like when they had that two-man game going, it was very tough for us to stop. I think at one point Law has scored eleven points in a row for Northwestern. Yep. Uh, so that was kind of the story on their end. Uh, and I'd say on Wisconsin then it was well balanced scoring. Uh, yeah, I, and it made me feel that. like Pardon has. I feel like Pardon's been there for like seven years. I yeah, feel like that guy has been there from like when they were bad to they're making the tournament. Now they're bad again, but he's like been a pain in the butt the whole time to the Badgers. Um, and that, yeah, that was just, that was boggling <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, I think they did mention that this was the. Last time that him and Hap would play, I don't know if you heard that, Marlo, and they loved watching them battle. <laughs> I think the announcer said that about f- f- 10, 15 times, my goodness. Um, yeah. But it will be the last time that we see Pardon and Hap, for that matter, battle in the paint. Um, and I think, it, to be fair, it was a bit of a battle, at least on Hap's end. You know, Pardon yeah. ended up with the 21 points. Uh, I think... Hap really seemed to struggle in the first half. It seemed like it took him a while to to figure out how to score against Pardon. And I think, uh, at least in the first half, I was sitting here going, "Ooh, is this? Are we really at this stage with Hap? Like he, like has lost it? Because this would have been if that first half continued in the second half, it would have been the third game in a row that he really struggled." Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, Pardon, uh, the way he was playing him was you know making a. 
making him not, he wasn't allowing to catch the ball in the post. Yep. Made him get the ball outside of the lane and dribble forward. And then once he got close to the lane, Harden really stuck his ground, kind of stuck his foot in, wouldn't let him go past it. And Hap wasn't getting that close enough to the rim to do his little fancy footwork, dance around and get a layup. Yeah. Um, and then so to Hap's credit, he adjusted, still tried to get to the lane, Harden wouldn't let him, but he, he got that baby jump hook to just work yep. for him. Uh, mostly in the second half, and that and it was working. And you couldn't stop it, no matter no matter what the good defense was. And it was great defense by Pardon, but you know credit to Hap for really sticking with it and and going at him on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, definitely. I think he tried initially just to back him down, and then he tried to do his little you know reach throughs or reach arounds to try and get you know the those finger rolls, uh, but. Pardon was too big for that, and then you mentioned in the second half he settled on that baby hook. I think he had three and three or four in a row um, trips down the court where he went to that and got ended up with fourteen points. So not kind the most significant game that we've seen from him, but uh, was able to do enough in the end and kind of got out of that. Got me at least a little bit out of the worrying about if he just was hurt or like if people had figured him out or something. Right, yeah, and the, uh, they kind of, and it was, and it worked out okay uh, at least for this game because, like you said before, there was balanced scoring around. Uh, Davison mm-hmm. had sixteen, Trice had fourteen, even Khalil Iverson with eleven. Uh, yep. Just you know, Davison and Trice kind of hitting those outside shots, which you know helped out as especially in the first half when they're bringing down that double team. Hat was kicking out. Yep. Um. So yeah, that was it. Was good to see that around. Especially, I love to see Iverson get involved. Uh, he looks like he's he's gathering more minutes, especially late minutes, and he's usually taking advantage of that, using his athleticism, and and, and attacking the rim. Yeah, definitely. He's had uh, two of his best games now, back to back, and you kind of see that in the the minutes played here with his minutes and Kobe King's essentially flipped uh, these last two games. Uh, Iverson playing 30-plus and King playing around 10. So he's definitely earning that time at least the last two games and we'll hope to see that uh, continuing going forward. Uh, I know that as the game went on and it stayed close down the stretch, I think with about three mi- four minutes or 3.30 left or something, you sent out a, a text mm-hmm. and was like, all right, mm-hmm. it's crunch time. Here we go. Let's see how this goes. Um, and... I guess what was your takeaway of of the crunch time in this game? Yeah, uh, so it was like four thirty left. I believe it was tied, or we were up one, one of the two. It was a close yeah, game. It was close, and it was close. And yeah, it was. We had revisionist history. Got me scared because this has been where the the crumble has come from. And mm-hmm. you know, I just put it out there in the world just to let them know that I am nervous, and <laughs> let's see what happens. And I think you know, down the stretch, I credit to guard of the Badgers, whoever you want to give it to, they continued to play their game. And that's that's the good sign. It, there, wasn't, there wasn't anyone trying too hard. There wasn't getting out of rhythm. There wasn't getting away from what got them there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and ultimately that's what, that's what you know, got them over the top. Uh, I believe we, uh, I should have looked up the stats. I need the stats guy. Yeah. But we did pretty well in the free throw line down the stretch there. Uh, but, you know, with Law hitting some big shots, I think we got it, it. They kept it close. But I think the good sign is that we kept our composure in a tight game on the road in the last mm-hmm. few minutes and just kept doing what we do that got us there and not get out of uh, get out of character for for Wisconsin. Yeah, we finished uh, 12 of 16 uh, from the line. Uh, and I think both down the stretch, most of those uh, were, in fact, makes. Uh, 
I thought it was interesting towards the end of the game. Uh, we talked last game about how Hap sat the crunch time, sat the end of the mm-hmm. game. In this game, he stayed in, uh, but on the offensive end, he was used as a screener instead of as uh, a person to get the ball to. The offense didn't run through him, mainly went through Davison, but Hap was used as a screener. So I thought that was an interesting way to keep him on the floor for the other things that he does, uh, but not let him get the ball and get fouled. Um, and then Davison, yeah. uh, as I mentioned, was the primary ball hander, and he used his aggressiveness really well in this game. Um, instead of forcing it up like he, he did against Michigan State, he did make some shots, but he also was a, a willing passer when he drove to the lane. Um, and sure, was the recipient of, a, what was it, three lucky bounces on the rim yeah, when he, did he that gets to back that. on the baseline. No idea how that went in. Uh, so that aggressiveness paid off with maybe a little bit of luck. <laughs> yeah, I was heard you point that out because uh, was it John Crispin who was on the call for the Big Ten Network, which is basically the Dan Dockrich of the Big Ten Network, uh, was commenting on trying to use Hap as a, as a decoy, but not not as a derogatory term, but because he's so good, and uh, that's exactly what happened. I think they didn't take Hap out until the last minute. Or actually, they did. A, he did a guard did a offense defense with him in the last like minute or two. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, th- and that worked out. Worked out very well. So, so Casey, for this game, I will go ahead and give it to guard. Coached very, very yep. well. Strategic game to the end to a victory on the road. Oh. So there you go. I said it. He he did it. He did it well. well we got, <laughs> it took you for a loop. Wasn't expecting me to give him that much got credit. The result. Um, it was hard. Like we like we said, it was harder than uh than we thought. So. Looking ahead, we got uh, Indiana on Wednesday, Marlowe. We're at the Fieldhouse in Indiana, and then we are hosting Penn State on Saturday. We're sitting at 11-5 in the conference, one game back of the big coveted double bye. Um, double bye. Which maybe we'll talk a little bit more when we talk buy. big 10, ten standings in a little bit. But I think you'd have to say two winnable games. Yes, I believe they are winnable. Indiana, kind of up-and-down team. Um, it is at Indiana. It's a tough place to play, but Penn uh, State, that's the Penn State is on a roll, but is at home. Uh, that should be a good one, easy one. All right, that wraps up basketball for the week uh, and the coming week. But now we'll take a walk around campus, starting with football, because football stays king, <laughs> as known by their Twitter handle, who is putting out all types of content out there it's definitely first of all it's definitely workout season there's oh, a lot of sure. workouts going on a lot not, of guys not my house <laughs> <laughs> <I'll tell you>. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys doing squats with with 80 other guys around them nice. uh pushing big sleds downfield it's, it's good it's good stuff to watch um but <laughs> is it yeah, yeah no it's not i'm that, encouraged <laughs> i'm encouraged they're doing it yeah exactly it, it feels good to know that the football team is doing such things <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Um, it's also swag season, Casey. Okay. Uh, That's so, all the time at our house. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scottsdale has, they look like they'll be some, doing some wearing, some brand new Under Armour cleats, okay. suede red for the upcoming season. Ooh. Have you seen these, Casey? I have not. They are fly. They look fast. So oh, yeah. I'm hoping the Under Armour Spotlight red suede for the 2019 they look fast, so hopefully it will just be faster. Yeah, well, at least appear faster. Yeah, like, we'll at least look faster. Yeah. 
Um, nice. It's important. And then, also, I don't know if you saw this. Mm. They got new lockers. New okay. year, new lockers. And sure. these things are like, it's it's Jetson. Like, there's a whole video. It, like, opens up different compartments. Uh, it looks like they can live in there. Like, they got coolers and stuff. It's, it's crazy. I don't these. Wow. I mean, back in my day, I had, like, you know, the mesh locker. I had to get my own uh, lock, figure out the code, all that stuff. Kids these days, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, one <laughs> of these these seem like those things like that probably really matter when you're actually recruiting and kind of <laughs> yeah. things that go over my head when I think about how kids are recruited these days. Mm-hmm. I bet new lockers, workout season, doing sled stuff, whatever that is, and new shoes are way more important than like the history of Wisconsin football or something. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. What I think about it. so, um, yeah, this all kind of goes a little bit over my head, but I'm glad it's there. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it, actually, in this video, the like open up the locker and it has like the name on it. Yeah, and they use Chris Chambers number eighty eight. Oh, as like the model the for the yeah the example, which That's I thought's an interesting choice. Yeah. Um. Huh, so. Yeah. Anyways, football still king. Uh, the Twitter handle's going crazy because it's it's off season, but. Mm-hmm. To the people, or to the players, have given uh, all they could to the to the program. There have been a total of eight. Make sure I got that right. Yeah. There have been a total of four, five, six, eight. That's right. Eight. Nice. Eight players invited to the NFL Combine. All right. So congrats to all. Uh, you know, notable Dakota Dixon put in work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alec Ingold, you can kind of go through. You can go through the list, uh, but you know, congratulations to all those that were invited. Hope it goes well, and you know, good luck on your NFL ventures. Do you know where? Do you know where the combine is? Is it in Indy? It is in Indy. Always, always in, Indy. in Indy. It's always in Indy. Nice. Has always been in Indy. All right. Uh, so it's yeah, it's 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 combine season. So it's basically workout video season. Workout video is. combine season, <laughs> man. What a time. What a time in what? football. At least we have new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be fast. All right. Well, Marlo, on to some sports that are actually happening. Um, not just workout season, actually playing the games. Uh, over the weekend, men's hockey team earned a split with Penn State with some crazy high-scoring games, losing 8-2 to two on Friday, turning around and winning 7-3 to three on Saturday. They wrap up the season next week at Michigan. They're currently sitting seventh in the Big Ten. Uh, Marlo, which you might think sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. Seventh in the Big Ten, not bad. There's eight teams in the Big Ten. (laughs) So they're one one point ahead of Michigan State. Uh, So what is what happened? What happened to men's hockey? Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's, let's say, a longer story (laughs) that someone else would be much better telling than, than me right now. Um, All right, we're just walking. We're just walking around. Hey, it's, a, it's around. a young team this year, Marlo. Uh, they've been in a lot of games uh, that where they looked like the better team, but then uh, had a given up a goal they shouldn't have given up or weren't able to finish on a play that they should. So I think the overall uh, kind of temperature of the program or trajectory of the program perhaps is on an uptick. Um but it, it has been a bit of a struggle of a year, um, that said. So uh, it's finishing up the regular season at least next week, and then we'll 
see where the Big Ten uh, tournament and the rest of the postseason is from there, if there is beyond the Big Ten tournament for the men's team. Uh, there will be for the women's team, who this weekend had two ties against Ohio State, uh, tying 1-1 and then 2-2. They finished the season, uh, the regular season, at 28-4-2, which is good enough for second place in the conference. Uh, and those were costly draws, Marlo. Um, they finished two points behind Minnesota, uh, for the regular season conference championship. So if they had won either of those games, I assume the tiebreaker would have been uh, goal differential. They would have had the goal di- uh, differential uh, difference in their favor. So by not winning one of those two games, they dropped his second place uh, to Minnesota. Uh, the uh, conference tournament starts this weekend. It's a, the opening round. It's a best of three. They are uh, against hosting St. Cloud State. It's at the um, it's at the home of the uh, lower-seeded team, and that would be Wisconsin since they're the two-seed. Uh, they're 4-0 and against St. Cloud. None of the games were particularly close, so uh, you got to like our chances there, and then we'll go on in the tournament from there. Um, so hockey... Wait, hockey yep. tournaments are best of three? Yep. At least the... the women's uh, conference tournament yeah, man yeah, they play they play friday uh first games at four uh saturday uh i don't know, I have the time of that game uh in front of me and then if necessary they'll play a game on sunday hmm. that's crazy yep uh women's basketball only one game last week with a win winning over illinois 75 to uh, 67 marcia howard had led the way with 27 points uh busy week to finish out the regular season for the women's team uh, they are at Rutgers tomorrow or today, if it's Monday when you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> uh, host Ohio State Thursday, and then are at Michigan Sunday to close out the regular season. So those are the other events around campus, Marlo. If you don't have anything else, yeah, let's. Uh, that's all. All I got for Badgers. All right, so let's zoom out a little bit. Zoom out a little bit. Talk some more basketball because, like I said, I'm all in. Yeah. And apparently we've become a semi-Duke podcast as That's well. That's right. That's uh, right. Just like ESPN, <laughs> we're going to talk about Duke all the time. All the time. Well, I, I mean, yeah, so go, let's go back to that, you know, the UNC game, right? Yeah. The best, the, 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 the best rivalry in college sports, ESPN all of college is telling sports. us. All of college sports. There's nothing better until Although, Michigan and Ohio State have our ESPN again, then that's yeah. the best one. Yeah. Info. So, well, I do like how they say like it's the best Robin Cobb's part. Sorry, Michigan, <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> like that's automatically second. Like, okay. Yeah, it's great. Right, it's a big, big game. Um, I think you know. Last week we put the hex on them, the double hex. Yeah. And what did you know? It was it thirty-two seconds in. They kept telling me. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty-two, thirty-three seconds, something like that. Thirty-three seconds in, Zion Williams. Has a cut and just blows his shoe up. Never yeah. seen anything like it. Never. Yeah. It's crazy. Like goes through his shoe, hurts his knee, out the game, and then they go on to get just just get smacked by UNC on their home court. And I kind of felt bad. I felt bad that we we did that to Duke. Not really, <laughs> yeah. but well, <laughs> but yeah, I thought for a minute there was like, oh, we did it. We did the double hex. Yeah. Well. We didn't want it to happen like that. Glad to, uh, I guess we can joke about it, right? Because Zion only has a knee sprain and it's not something more serious. It looked at the time like it could easily be uh, a torn something in the knee, uh, you know, not being yeah. a doctor by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to. Few credit uh, shy. 
Yeah, if you had just a few credits, I was pre-med for like a week and then uh, changed that quickly. Um, I, I, I was watching it with uh, my wife and uh, my wife uh, looked at me and questioned if uh, foul play could be involved Ooh. and that the Uh-oh. shoe was, if I thought maybe the shoe was tampered with or something. And I told her that they were playing Carolina and not the Patriots. So that Yeah, was that's good. <laughs> Yeah. But that's actually funny because my wife said the same. Oh, really? Thought the same thought. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and I yeah, thought it was very unique. I thought it was very unique. Yeah. Wasn't I know it was a Paul. He apparently wears Paul George shoes. So mm. he was Paul George wasn't too happy. It was a very strange thing, and uh, yeah, it was just so weird how how it exploded. Uh, it, you know, the headline of that overshadowed the loss of North Carolina. I think a little bit of, of it was that um, Duke looked like shook that he was he was right. out of the game they yeah. fell behind early they were never able to claw back um and then after the game even i think during the game there was all the conversation of should he shut it down should he come back oh yeah slat you know all all new calls at the nca is you know whatever ridiculous and they should you know pay the kids and all that that sort of stuff right so th- um, th- is the this is the beauty like this is the beauty about being in this time is that it all happens in real time because the conversation yeah. started like scotty pippen put it out there a couple weeks ago yeah, tell I should just not play anymore, and that was that was a couple weeks ago, and then when this happens, and it was uh Friday night, yeah, it was a Friday night game, um, Thursday night. No, it was Thursday night. Whatever, it was Thursday night primetime game. Last anyways. week, whatever. Yeah, we get it. It was primetime game, so it happens in real time. As soon as Zion goes down, and, and <laughs> we're really good at this. We're so good at this. We're so good at. Yeah, <laughs> goes goes down, and then. Every NBA player is on Twitter, yeah, just talking like you're saying, like college is crap. They shouldn't be playing, shouldn't be going to the NBA, and it's just, it's just all happening before the games, like so, before the games even over, especially since it happened so quickly in the game. Mm-hmm. Before the games even over, that conversation has spiraled out of control. Before, you know, goodness that uh, uh, that Billis was actually calling the game because he, mm-hmm. he probably would have, he probably would have interjected oh, yeah. on Twitter right then. Uh, that it was going on, but yeah. So you know, LeBron gave his gave his his thoughts in because he's mm. you know recruiting sign yeah. to the Lakers. Um, but yeah, it, it's it started the conversation. It, it's gone wild, and then it came out that they're proposing to, to lower the the draft age, uh, and it just so happened to line up with this whole this whole fiasco. Yeah, I think um, I guess the conversation that came out of it, the should he shut it down? As I think both of us are more college fans than mm-hmm. NBA fans, right? So it just yep. the general i idea of it, or the the that the conversation is happening, just annoys me because college basketball means something to me, and I want it to mean something to these kids who are playing it, right? I want it to mean something to Zion Williamson. I want him to want to play the games. Un- and like I understand that he's not being actually compensated for it. I get that whole side of the the equation, um, but to just say like, "Oh, shut it down because you're not getting paid." Like, I don't want it annoys me because I want it to mean something to these uh, to the the kids who are playing in it. But they didn't choose to go to college, right? They have to because of the yeah. NBA rule. Yeah. So I, if he did, I would understand it. But if like there was a world in which you could go to the NBA right out of high school or 
you went to college, and then if you went to college. So this is kind of, in my mind, where we already are, even though I know we're not. If you choose to go to college, then you have a, a, a you should have a commitment to the college experience, to the college team, even if it is one year, um, to to play that out. Uh, but I realize that that's not the world we live in. So we have the, I have this kind of like dichotomy of opinion on what he should do. But like to have NBA players who I don't know they feel so far removed from it. And I guess Demarcus Cousins came out and he's not so far removed from it. Like you know, Scottie Pippen, retired NBA player, looking back, yeah. maybe doesn't remember college basketball the way a kid in college basketball would right now so it i don't know i don't like i guess it's the situation we're in but i i just mm. wish there was more like it means something but i guess when it comes to millions of dollars meaning something probably shouldn't matter which sucks yeah. <laughs> to me it sucks to me i don't know yeah no it does it sucks because it's you want to see those players like you we love watching zion yeah um, you know, play at this level, play in the college level. Because if you went to straight NBA, like you said, we're we're more college fans. Like we would yeah. see them, but we're more interested in our own team right. than ancillary, you know, NBA players, right? Uh, yeah. NBA rookies. So it's it's awesome to see them in this spotlight, but it's tough a hard place if you put uh, yourself in his shoes, or even if you were, you know, his parents, right. even right. Like I probably tell him, like, yeah, shut it down. You're going to the NBA. There's no need to risk it. Um, yeah. It's a business decision, but as a fan, you definitely enjoy watching these top top players play at mm-hmm. this level, and just you know, it's re- it's just really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think one other thing that I guess the the shoe explosion uh, yeah. took away was Carolina might be really good. Oh yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> about like, that now. Uh, I, I mean, they they beat sure a Zionless Duke, but they won by sixteen. Um, they, I think they're what now top five team. They could be good, and I think we weren't able to figure that out for ourselves or see it for ourselves if they could win against Duke. Uh, I, I mean, we'll get another chance here in in a week or two. But um, in the greatest rivalry in sports, great, yeah, the yeah, best college uh, sports rivalry. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I felt I don't want to say I'm I'm sure changed like that like, because the like the injury like affected me or something like I it wasn't yeah. fair to me. That's not what I'm trying to say. But like I was really excited for this game. I I wanted to see how good North Carolina was. I wanted to see uh, the you know three freshmen from Duke how they played in this, and I, we we didn't really get to see that. Um, so anyway, I guess that was my last my last thought on that Duke headline story. And yeah. I guess the next one's not really a Duke story, but they are involved because they played against the team. That had this headline. Uh, they played Syracuse on Saturday, uh, winning uh, pretty comfortably. Uh, but I think the headline of the story was Jim Beheim, yeah. who was after uh, Syracuse beat, was it Louisville? Mid-week? Louisville, yep. Yeah, uh, was driving home from the game. It was uh, inclement weather and was involved in a uh, accident in which he struck and killed someone. Now, we don't... I should say that I don't. There's not like suspected foul play. He was, you know, wasn't driving under the influence or anything. It was just a bad condition. There was an accident on the side of the road. He lost control of his car, struck somebody, and the, that person passed away. And he coached on Saturday. Yeah, I. And it didn't seem like a a big deal to anybody in the media. It felt like a big deal to me. I yeah, that has to be a traumatic experience, and to just like go to work. 
I don't know. It seemed it seemed weird to me. I, I guess I don't have much to add to that. It just seemed weird, and it didn't seem like anybody was talking about talking about it. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I feel like it happened. I saw some alerts about it. It was kind of talked, and then it was quickly, like I said, said it was you know, it was a complete accident, inclement weather, you know, no foul play, um, and everything's by books. And then it, it just came out. Oh, he's going to be coaching on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and that was it. And you know they had they did a nice they had a moment of silence before yeah. the game, um, and that was kind of the only acknowledgement mm-hmm. of the whole situation. And it's also kind of it's just I, I found it kind of strange. Like yeah, they had the they had the moment of silence, but the you know the crowd the, them knowing like the crowd standing ovation for Bam coming in, which is I guess you're supporting your guy, but at the same time it's like. A guy passed away. Like, is this how you support your guy? Yeah. You know, not that they should, it should be any other. Like, they should be booing him to that right. point. But is this a really a celebration type of thing? Um, yeah. So it's it really was... it's just it's just an uneven place, uneasy place to be, right? Right. Uh, I you know I guess for everybody. And then you have to you know I mean they have to push it away, and he has to go to work and try to win a game. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, uh, which they didn't. Mm-mm. Duke, Mm-mm. Duke went on and won uh, by ten seventy five to sixty five. R.J. Barrett had thirty points. I think he had over thirty points in North Carolina game. Marlo, I'm, uh, I, I was not aware that there were other players in Zion Williamson on the Duke Blue Devils. Were you? Yeah, aware of there are. And J.R. <laughs> Barrett, J.R. Barrett's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I was thinking this uh, watching that Syracuse game, and how overlooked he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I'll take Jr. <laughs> Jr. Barrett better better prospect than Zion Williams. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that, but uh, I'm gonna go yes. I'm gonna go yes. You're gonna go yes. Right. I'm gonna go yes. I'm gonna go more versatile. Has has a higher okay. ceiling. Uh, not just not not that Zion's just athletic, but that is yeah. that is part of his game. Um, yeah. and I Seems think to have more of a three point shot. Right, yeah, and is more there. So I think he has a lot right now, plus his ceiling's higher. I'm going to go J.R. Barrett, better NBA prospect than Zion Williams. But I still want Zion for the Bulls. <laughs> Backtrack. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he finished with uh, 30 points, uh, I mentioned. Also uh, left-handed, so there you go. Um, I think in a weird, I guess, last thought on, on Syracuse is too much Duke talk, my God. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think in a weird way, uh, it helped that Zion wasn't in this game. Uh, it allowed them to play uh, O'Connell a bit more. He ended up uh, five for eight from three. Uh, opened up the floor against that defense. Finished. He finished with twenty points. I think that allowed them to have more shooting on the floor. Um, which that's my hot take that uh, not having Zion was a benefit to them in this game. All right, enough Duke talk, Marlo. On to uh, other college basketball. Uh, let's. Uh, I guess let's talk Big Ten Big race. Ten. We talked a little bit. Uh, Wisconsin yep. battling for that double bye, trying to get in the fourth seed, one game behind Maryland. But I want to talk about the three teams above Maryland and Wisconsin. Gotcha. It's what appears to be a three-team race uh, for the Big Ten. We got Michigan State sitting at fourteen and three. Purdue thirteen and three, so half a game back in Michigan. Uh, now at thirteen and four, one game back. Uh, I want to go through who we want to win and mm. who we. Or who we should want to win, or maybe who you want to win, yeah. And then uh, any other combination of that form of question, <laughs> and then who we think will actually win. So, Marl, who wow. of those three teams, who do you think you want to win? <laughs> All right, I th- <laughs> I think I want Michigan to win. Oh, because we beat them. 
Okay. Um, I think Michigan State will win because I hate to say it, but it's Izzo time. And just mm. looks like one of those years where they're they're gelling at the right time. They don't even have a couple of, like uh, a couple of their really good players. Yeah, Langford's out, Ward's out. Yeah, and I think War their hopeful Ward's going to come back. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I think I hope Michigan. I hope Michigan wins. I think Michigan State will win it, and then Michigan State probably will win the actual the Big Ten tournament mm-hmm. as as they're rounding things out. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's just it's Izzo time. As much as I hate, as much as I hate that, it just seems like one of those years. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, that is that is frustrating. I uh, I think I will be rooting for Purdue to win. Oh, uh, and this might be because our loss to Purdue feels a little bit more distant, and the mm. loss to Michigan, Michigan State's a little more, a little more recent, hurts a little bit more. <laughs> so that might be part of it. But also, I think there's a little bit of I think that. The other two teams are better, so it's like I want the not as good team to win, mm-hmm. which that's why I'm kind of uh, uh, leaning towards uh, Purdue. Although I wouldn't, I guess if I had to rank them, then I would want Michigan, and last I would want Michigan State to win. Uh, who I think will win, I think so. I think Michigan State is probably the best team, um, even without Ward, even without um, Langford, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, also. So I've watched a lot of Michigan State recently. They've been on on my TV a lot. I don't know. Uh, it just kind of happens. And I don't. I feel like McQuaid for Michigan State should get all the shit that Brad Davison gets. Why is Davison Whoa. the most hated person? McQuaid's a better player. He's on a better team, mm-hmm. and is more, in my opinion, annoying. I don't understand. He how does have a more punchable face for sure. It's I don't I just don't get the I, I shouldn't say I don't get the Davison hate but I don't get it as compared to uh, McQuaid who is more of everything that people say Davison is and it drives me nuts. Um, anyway, tangent. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so I think Michigan State is the better team, but Purdue has such a soft schedule. Uh, closing out there uh, against Illinois, Ohio State, and then road games at Minnesota and at, at Northwestern. Those are games they should win, um, and Michigan State. While they have three games left, one of them is against Michigan, um, although they beat Michigan today, so they might win out as well. Uh, I can see that happening. So I'm going to say Michigan State because they're the better team, but I'm going to tip a hat to Purdue saying they should win because they have such an easy closing schedule. All right, what about the most, <clears throat> the more important thing? Uh, yeah. f- the Badgers fighting for that, that double, buy, double buy, getting that fourth place spot. Yeah, um, it feels like being a game back, uh, they got to win out, uh, right? Um, they have who they got coming up here, Mono. We talked about them having uh, Indiana and Penn State this week, and then they have. Did... We're pausing for a dramatic effect. We're looking Iowa, at dramatic effect. Iowa, and then Ohio Oops, State. Iowa and. Ohio Iowa State. at home, Ohio State, so, and then at Ohio State to close out the season. Then I guess we'll compare that to Maryland. They're at Penn State versus Michigan and versus Minnesota. So uh, I think there's at least one loss in there for Maryland to allow us to catch up. But, man, we got to win out, win against last-second three-point shooting Iowa. <laughs> God, they won another one and like with the last second just heaves by Bohan. It drives me nuts. Um, 
I get, and I guess we could talk about Iowa catching us, their game back of us now and, and passing us, but I think it's a yeah. little bit too much to ask for them to pass both Maryland and Wisconsin to get to that double bye. Um, I guess it's there. I'd say Wisconsin could win out. Could. Um, so it's there for us to have with a, um, I'd say, Maryland losing to Michigan. I don't know what the tiebreaker is if we tie, though. Yeah, I, yeah, that's goal goal differential. Is it goal differential? Goal differential. <laughs> charges, charges taken. Uh, man, charges yeah. taken. Wow, take that. All yeah. right, all right. Uh, so, uh, I hope I I think we could catch Maryland. Um, I don't know if we can pass them, and then it comes down whatever the heck the tiebreaker is. Where what where, um, we each won uh, a game in the in the series. We won at home, and they won at Maryland. So I don't know what the tiebreaker is beyond that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. That's what I guess Wisconsin is playing for right now. Double buy. It's like in, like got it. Uh, yeah. We got to play with a double buy. For Champions that, League now. that middle, that middle of the big 10. No one, wants, I don't want to play. No one wants to play on, play on uh, Thursday. Yeah. There's, there's no guarantee to go on Friday. You want that double buy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. All right. All right. That's enough college basketball, Marlo. Uh, yeah. Let's, Let's get oh, let's get to the people that are getting paid yep. and not breaking. Oh wait, um, <laughs> let's go to the NFL. Let's, okay, let's, let's start there. And we would be remiss. I'm making news. I think we probably we, we probably buried this a little too far down, but now we're here. Okay. <laughs> Robert Kraft. Yeah, this is where I would say like, hey, Ma, careful. Let's not let's not get fired. But I guess we're, it's not really a job, and we're, it's yeah, it's, we're it's not getting fired this, so from our own our own podcast really here. Us, so um, I think uh, I'm I'm still going to be over here on eggshells. So uh, yeah, well, Robert Kraft, what happened? Robert Kraft, in case you didn't hear, yeah. in case our listeners didn't hear, uh, he was busted while while busting a sex trafficking ring. Um, yeah, but he was definitely he was he was definitely charged with. Uh, paying for basically prostitution. I whatever <laughs> whatever the legal term was called, he went to a rub and tug and actually paid for it. And mm-hmm. down in Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, they were doing a sting on that operation, and Robert Kraft got caught in the middle. Of yeah, it. he got in in this thing. Yeah, uh, I should say he was involved in the. Uh, Solicitation? Is that Solic- the, there you go. Solicitation, solicitation end of it, and not the. Uh, <laughs> as far as we know, he's not involved in the human trafficking. That's, that's, that's right. a very, I think that's a very serious uh, story, and I don't want to talk to that and, and joke about that. But I think the uh, solicitation is something we can at least somewhat right. laugh at. Um, I remember back in the Super Bowl, and I asked if he was just old or drunk in <laughs> his speech. Yes, and yes. then. Uh, we were kind of like a little bit of both. I think he's yeah. kind of losing it. And then since then, he's been what out and about. He was at the all-star game, sitting courtside with a huge chain around his neck. He was, uh, where else has he been? He's been kind of <laughs> popping up in places you wouldn't expect a what, 80 something, 77, 77, 77 years young. Yep. Um, billionaire to be. Um, so I, I, I think he's, I think he's up the deep end. I almost feel I, I guess I feel as sad for him as I can for a billionaire who's just kind of seems like he's living it up and doesn't care anymore. Uh, I don't know. Oh uh, yes. Do you think? Right. Do you think? Do you think Roger Goodell's just like he's just like drooling at the mouth right now to come down on on Kraft? Aren't they buddies though? Isn't like are they? Bu- Kraft, I'm sure I thought like, Kraft was like 
I don't know. Or I did they bury to... did they bury the hatchet from the whole deflate gate thing? Or was well, that all the... fake? Well, I know I know it's it's a long history, right? Because if yeah. you go back to Spygate, I think like that kind of <laughs> happened the way it did because Kraft was in his corner, in Goodell's corner, uh, and then yeah, I think Deflate Gate was kind of a trying to make up for that. I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you th- do you think he's gonna get punished? What can they? I don't. I think I, I heard the the max they could do is five hundred thousand dollar fine. Yeah, I think I heard it was yeah I heard it was like a max fine is the most they can do, and I I thought the number was lower than that. But even if it is five hundred thousand dollars, and he floats that through the team, like is that really going to do anything? Um, yeah, I, honestly, I don't think this is going to happen. I, I, this this went down like on Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I think it hit the wire, and I was I think I joked with you like it must be a snow a slow news day because. <laughs> It was hitting on every news outlet. Like, it wasn't yeah. just, it was like ESPN. I got notifications like ESPN, CBS, CNN, like everything. My phone was blowing up. Um, and I, the, my first reaction was like, well, it's, it's a rich old guy. I'm not that surprised. Yeah. About this. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be, it's going to be, you, know, you win a championship, you get caught for soliciting. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes or if it's just going to kind of fizzle away. I feel like it's just going to fizzle away and there'll there'll be some jokes as the season comes up here and there. But at the very end, they're probably going to use it as some sort of motivation to go win another goddamn championship. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. It definitely crossed spectrum as far as not just sports news, but into real news. There were some funny jokes made about it on the internets, which uh, if you want to, I guess you guys can go uh, look in look into that um i don't know whatever yeah so there were some other notable names that kind of that got busted yeah. in this ring as well well adam Schefter came out and said that robert Kraft wasn't the biggest name <laughs> that was going to be released but i haven't heard anything or any other names released so i don't know uh um, that was true or not yeah there, there were, were some there other ones. notable ones there are other notable ones that i don't have the top of my head of course oh, okay. so they can't be that notable but yeah. what is notable Yep. Is that this place was down in Florida? Yep. And Tiger Woods' name was not on it. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, credit to Tiger for staying away. Yeah. Yeah. They released uh, the birthdays, right? They released the birthdays, and uh, people were able to figure out that Tiger's birthday wasn't on there. <laughs> so good. That was good investigative work there. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess maybe we should talk some real NFL stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe some, it's NFL okay, talk. Not, at least personnel, I guess, crafted personnel type stuff too. Uh, whatever. Anyway, segue. <laughs> Free agents. <laughs> Milo there. I, I guess two former Steelers or, well, soon to be former Steelers at least, um, are kind of the big names of um, free agency. I guess Antonio Brown isn't a free agent, but he has made it clear he's not going to play for uh, the Steelers anymore. And I guess I wanted to get your take on where you think or where you want him to go. Uh, he's been linked most highly with the 49ers, uh, the Jets, and the Raiders. <laughs> I didn't hear. I didn't hear the Raiders one. I'd yeah. love to see him go to the Raiders uh, for John Gruden to trade him away by Week Eight. Uh, that would be that would be <laughs> the most fantastic. And then say happen. how it's tough to get good wide receivers. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. That is a more recent one. The Raiders kind of getting involved. Uh, the thought is they want a big name for their move to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think I, the best. To... Then I, is it is it true that like Rooney is trying to talk Antonio Brown off the ledge and see if they can kind of mend this up? 
I don't know. I'm sure he is, and I would if I was him, uh, yeah. because he's still a what top, at least top five wide receiver in the NFL, if not higher. Um, and I would think you would want someone like that on your team, at least for the next couple of years, while you ride out Big Ben's um, career here. But I don't know how you can come back. No, yeah, no, he's burned every bridge. Yeah, so I think the best and most likely fit is the 49ers. It makes the most sense. I think they have the the cap room to restructure New Deal. Um, they have, I think, the the pieces that would be something the Steelers would want to trade for. So it, I don't, would almost say it's a foregone conclusion at this point, at least in my mind it is, uh, and it makes the most sense. It would be fun to see him play uh, with Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Make his comeback. Uh, what about his former? Well, I guess it'll be his former teammate, Le'Veon Bell, who yeah. is who is has been able to be labeled as a free agent due to his not playing, not sitting out this whole past season. Yeah, um, I I don't know what the heck's going on with this team. That was <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Um, yeah, it sounds like his. So he's linked to two of the same teams: Jets, Raiders, and then the Buccaneers are the third team uh, that I've seen him. Uh, most highly linked to, uh, he seems like a Jet to me. Definitely I don't, seems uh, like a Jet. I mean, I think that the Jets are more than happy to throw money at <laughs> running back. Uh, that might be a little bit past his prime, although who knows after taking a year off. Um, I don't see him going to the Raiders, and I guess the Buccaneers, sure, but... If you're Le'Veon Bell, why are you going to the Buccaneers? I know. I yeah. think yeah, if those are the three choices, Le'Veon, you have to you have to go to the Jets. There's yeah, to- some sort of quarterback to work with. Yeah. Um obviously you'll make them you'll make he'll make them look better. Uh but yeah, the Buccaneers are a complete dumpster fire. Raiders, I guess, is still a work in progress. And like you said, it's yeah. kind of on his tail end. The safer bet would be make your money in New York. Have fun in New York. You could probably come up with some more, you know, deals to to last you past football. So yeah. there's my expert opinion. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, another yeah. free agent, uh, Marlo. Newly uh, free agentized uh, Parky is now available here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Bears let go of Parky this week. Yeah. Uh, here's my shock face. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> there was a, a moment of silence, but, yeah, I, I don't – that's great. Good. I, I <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Uh, sounds like a, a tough breakup. Uh, other free agents uh, out there, some of these I think are going to end up being uh, franchise tagged or, you know, deals figured out with their current teams. But uh, Nick Fools, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Jadavian Clowney, uh, a couple others that, that are out there. Anybody jump out to you that you want the Bears to go after, Marlo? Um, and if we could have Clowney in the defense, take him. <laughs> I, I, I take that, but it, it, it won't happen. Um right. Yeah, but that'd be it as far as the big-time ones. I think the Bears, you know, it'd be great to have another receiver, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of some sort, you know, a veteran, um, maybe not number one, but a number two that we could work with. But, uh, yeah, besides that, I mean, there's like a oh, – it'd be so great if, like, uh, Golden Tate – came mm. to the Bears after what he did to us. Yeah. Or has continued to do us, but then, you know, having that touchdown um at the end of the game, that'd be funny. But besides that, nothing on the like kind of the top twenty five list. Okay. That I could see them going there after. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh 
with the Randall, Randall Cobb's free agent, doesn't seem like he's coming back to Green Bay. Uh, at least it doesn't seem likely. I had Golden Tate circled as kind of that slot receiver um, yeah. for uh, the Packers to pick up. I don't know what kind of money he's asking for, but that'd be something I'd like to see. Uh, other than that, I'd like the Packers to go after uh, a safety, either uh, Honey Badger himself, uh, Matthew, or Landon Collins. Get some uh, physicality back in that secondary uh, once, which we the Packers have sadly been missing since Haha Clinton Dix decided he didn't want to tackle people anymore, <laughs> and then get, <laughs> and then he got himself traded away. So if we got one of those, I'd feel pretty uh, good about kind of strengthening that uh, that secondary bit. Um, so that's who I'm hoping the. The Packers target, but they're the Packers, so they're probably not going to sign any free agents. So <laughs> I'll, I'll continue wishing. All right, I got that's all I got for the NFL, Marlo. You got anything else? No, nothing for the NFL. But Casey, some real football. I do have stuff for the, for the football that's being played right now. The yeah. Alliance, the yeah, Alliance. The real Alliance. quick, real quick, the Alliance. So I watched some games this weekend. All right, I watch. I, I sat down. I watched the Alliance games, and, and last time we talked about it. I was I was a little I was a little high on it, and you were like, "Yeah, I think it's a little <laughs> below like top level college football." And I was like, yep. "Didn't disagree." I think I've come to your level. That's <laughs> that I watched it. I'm like, "Yeah, it's not it's not the best. It's not the best football, but it's but it's still football." Mm-hmm. Um, but what made it better is I discovered the Alliance app. Okay, shout out to the Alliance app because with this app. <laughs> They have like real. It's a like real time. You can predict plays. Oh, that are going to happen, and you get points for like your, your like your Tony Romo. Yeah, like your Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. Would be really good. Like at the Tony Romo is probably the best. He's probably like high. He's probably high on this leaderboard. Hundred <laughs> percent. You, you select plays. What the play is going to be beforehand. You get points for how right. This, you know, you predict it. Yeah. Um, and it goes through there and it's super addicting and it's huh. it's really cool. They must have like chips on the players because they actually like when the play goes off and even when the play is not going on, like the little the little dudes on the screen are moving around where those players yep. are. It's awesome. Uh it's addicting <laughs> and it's awesome. And okay. NFL better watch out. They better NFL better adapt this and like add money to it to like real gambling, because it is a money maker. Because it's it's Marlo's, so addicting. I'm all in Mar- on it. Marlo's money right now. Yeah, it's just here's all my money. It was a lot. Of, it was like it made that game. It made the game so fun just hmm. to sit there and like predict plays and get points on it. There's not even money involved. I couldn't imagine what money would if I had money involved. So that's my two cents on the Alliance for this weekend. Interesting. I saw the one play where the guy, the quarterback, was getting tackled and he threw it over his head backwards, two handed. <laughs> so instead of getting sacked for whatever six yards, it was a zero yard gain. That was pretty great. That was a great play. Here's where we're at the Alliance. Trent, uh, Trent Richardson. Yeah. He is leading the league in touchdowns. Nice. There you go. Making a comeback. Making that comeback. Maybe someone will trade a first round pick for him again. Probably. <laughs> Most first likely. First round pick to the Birmingham Iron. <laughs> That'd be great. Cross league draft pick trade. It's probably possible. Probably possible. Uh, that's John Gruden all over it. Jack Gruden just stockpiling <laughs> Alliance. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, good talent. <laughs> like this guy. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything uh, else on the the alliance, Marlon? No, that's all I got. I had to get right. I had to get that in there. It was, it was good. <laughs> okay. All right, Marlon. Well, guess what else is back? Baseball. Back? Baseball is back. Um, it is. Uh, I guess it's like a sports groundhog day or something like that. 
the spring training games are underway. Uh, this is, at least in the sports calendar, kind of the first sign that there is an end to winter, right? <laughs> Although, there were some games or practices canceled in Arizona because it was actually snowing in Arizona. <laughs> so, maybe maybe that's a bad sign. That's like if the groundhog goes in or stays. I don't remember how the groundhog works, but either way. If the bad thing happens, so winter's longer, maybe that's what that meant. Yeah. Um, but it's at a good time here you know, in Wisconsin. Put, on, put Euchre on the radio. Close your eyes and think of warmer times. They'll get here. They'll get here eventually. Um, but yeah, only like three months away. <laughs> like two months. <laughs> like two months. Uh, I guess an exciting uh, Brewers-related news, Marlo. Uh, the Carolina Mudcats, they're one of the Brewers-affiliated uh, minor league teams, uh, have one of the greatest logos, uh, in my opinion, um, uh, with the the Sea of Carolina with a mud a mud cat uh, jumping out of it. It's pretty great. Uh, they announced that they're going to, on promotional nights, change their team team to the Carolina Microbrew. Nice. In homage to being the Brewers affiliate. And it's a really cool logo, and I'm pretty excited about it. Not that I'm going to get it. Did you order a hat already? No, not yet. Not yet. I just saw it before the podcast, so (laughs) I haven't had an opportunity. We'll see. Uh, Fire up that Amazon gift card and see what we can do there. Um, All right. But other than that, (laughs) actual breaking news in the MLB. Uh, Manny Machado, your boy, uh, signed one of the two big fish, I guess, of... uh, the free agent signing period landed with the San Diego Padres. 10-year, $300 million deal. Largest deal in MLB history. Um, what's your take? What do you got? Oh, man, when this dropped, I, you know, I was sad because well, the White Sox were in the running for a while. Yep. They put money down. They, they had this, this was a free agency that they were looking forward to, to really mm-hmm. make that move for uh, Manny Machado or Harper, we'll talk about in a minute. Um and just that big time free agent. And so when it happened, I mean, I, at some point there was a point where I, I realized, you know, they made a play and it doesn't look like it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came out to 10, you know, 10 years, $30 million, which is unreal. And it's mm-hmm. the Padres. I don't know how they pulled it off. Um, right. That was, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking. And then it came out like reportedly that was White Sox were higher than that at what has been put out there at 350 million. I uh, didn't know that. Don't know the years on that, but the the dollar amount was. You, you have to think it at least be ten, though. Right. Exactly. Um, that may that just it just stings more, which means like Manny just you know he just wanted to go in into San Diego and just kind of hang out and you know play with his money and, instead of coming to the South Side. So yeah, yeah. He he has said that he liked what the the plan uh, at least or the strategy that. Uh, the Padres had kind of going forward. So maybe that did play a part in it. And the, the kind of plan or the, the vision that the White Sox sold wasn't as good as the Padres. I won't pretend to speak of what the plan would be for the Padres, but uh, <laughs> maybe that was a decision uh, or part of his decision. Right. Yeah. So yeah, huge. I mean, that's the first domino we've been waiting. We've been waiting yeah. in the fall. Yeah. I saw Man when he paid, when he signed, there was a lot of, uh, at least from Brewer fans, you know, I oh, don't got to worry about seeing Machado in the playoffs <laughs> anymore because he went to you know, a team that I don't even know the last time that, that the Padres had been in the playoffs. Um, and I, I guess from from a fan standpoint, um, that part of me is kind of like, ha, I hope you go there and never make the playoffs. Because I, especially after the way that he acted during the Brewers uh, series in the um, NLCS, uh, 
I, I really don't like him. I was excited to read against him, and I am gonna gonna find it harder to root against him because he's on the Padres. Like if he went to Los Angeles, the Yankees, the Phillies, something like that, it's easy to sports cheer hate him, sports cheer against him, right? Yeah. Um, because he's on those you know kind of perennial teams that are doing well, um, that have the money, that sort of stuff. Uh, but if he's leading the Padres to the playoffs, am I yeah. gonna be like? upset at him for it for the you know it's just going to be harder to uh to root against him i'm sure that i'll find a way i'll persevere uh and and do it but it, it's that was kind of an interesting i guess fan take that i i was thinking through that like maybe i'll dislike him a little bit less than i otherwise would have <laughs> if he stayed with la or went to some of those other teams um but we'll but we'll see um so that's uh machado and so that means one more big domino to fall yeah, Bryce Harper is still out there, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like he'll probably he'll probably sign in with Philly in the next day or two. Yeah, it sounds uh, like come, the deal's pretty close here. Yeah, just probably yeah, dot, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. You know, my guess is that he'll get at least three hundred one million. <laughs> yeah. Because I know Boris isn't going to let another guy get more than Harper, and yeah, and then he'll he'll be a Philly, which 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 will be interesting. Um. Yeah, to have Harper in Harper in, in the Philly pinstripes. Yeah, I it if it wasn't the um, Nationals, it seemed like the Phillies were kind of the front runner most of the way. Um. So, uh, and I guess they have the money to to spend to get him. Um. I guess, and it, it seems like it seems like it's a good fit. I don't know. It. I guess overall, I, I'm gonna maybe not talk about. Harper uh, so much and maybe we'll talk about it more when he actually does sign and we get some details there but uh, if I take a step back and kind of look at uh, the league in general it looks like uh, next year the NL is going to be a lot of fun to watch which with a lot of the teams who are in contention or, or who are close to contention got better I mean the two fr- biggest free agents sign are seem like they're going to be signing in the NL um, here within the NL Central the Brewers did some things to get better, most notably signing uh, Yasmani Grandal. Uh, the Cardinals got better, uh, getting Paul Goldschmidt among some other pieces. Um, it really seems like there's a lot of teams in the NL who think that this is they have a window here to compete, whereas the AL, they have three and a half good teams, I guess, if you want to throw. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing Cleveland in there as a half team because they're just going to win 90 games against a really bad um, AL Central. Um but other than that, it's just it's very top heavy in the AL, so I don't think that'll be uh, very entertaining at least until playoff time. Um, but man, all the NFL team, NFL, all the NL teams seem like they're piece by piece getting better. So that'll be, uh, you know, as a Brewers fan, it's exciting to see because it'll be competitive. But at the same time, as I kind of look at the <laughs> Brewers and go, maybe they have this window here where they can, you know, win something. Um, I don't like seeing everybody else also get better uh, that they're competing against. So that's uh, that's things. Uh, on the, from a Brewers standpoint, Marlo, I will, do have to say for um, free agent signing, I mentioned that they 
Uh, Got Grandal, that was kind of a couple weeks ago. They brought back Moustakis. Uh, so it's kind of solidifying the infield. I'd still like to see him solidify their starting pitching. Uh, Dallas Keuchel still out there. I know he's not what he was a couple years ago uh, for Houston, um, but I'd really like to see them bring him in. I don't know if they have the money to do that. They already have a high payroll for them, uh, but that's just a little, again, as I kind of talked about with the Packers, a wish list for what they do. That's my wish list for what the Brewers will do here. Uh, as it's spring training, there's still lots of ta- of talented, lots of quality free agents out there. So uh, hopefully we'll see more of those sign here. Um, yeah. Baseball. It's back. Yeah. Carlos. Baseball. Back. Baseball is back. I, God, we spend a lot more time talking about it than I thought. But oh, sorry, well, my bad. No. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. Baseball's back. It's going to get warm. Uh, let's talk about NBA. All right. Um NBA. NBA, Marlo. I don't know if you saw this. So this kind of dovetailed into a little bit of. Uh, I, I finally got around to watching uh, the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. Oh, you did. Yeah. Which yeah, one? So that, uh, Netflix. The, the Netflix. The Netflix uh, okay. one. Yep. All right. Yep. So it was that was <laughs> something. That was something. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll save that for our other podcast. That, uh, but fresh off of that on. Uh, Saturday night, uh, the Bucks hosted uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and none other than Ja Rule, who put prominently uh, <laughs> prominent part in that Fire Festival documentary, uh, performed at halftime. And let's just say Diddy. it wasn't quite the disaster that the Fire Festival was, but it did not go smoothly. It did not go smoothly. He had some sound issues getting started, um, and then <laughs> the show went on a little bit long and Giannis got out there tried to get some uh warm-up shots in while Cha was still performing he's out there uh in his his old school Ray Allen jersey which was actually pretty cool um but the Timberwolves tweeted out afterwards he said uh the Timberwolves Twitter said we too were hustled scammed bamboozled hoodwinked <laughs> led astray with a picture of Ja performing at halftime to which Ja Rule replied oh boy you just jinked yourself talking to the god this way. You're cursed now. I'm trying oh. to emphasize the caps because a couple of these words are all caps. You won't win a championship for the next 30 years, and Cat is leaving. Oh. Apologize, and I'll lift the curse. Oh. And then he did a little kissy face thing, kiss of death. Mm. Um, first of all, wow. <laughs> Lots to oh. unpack here. I'm back here. <laughs> There's a lot unpacked on this. Refers to himself as the god. The, uh, I don't know. That's not probably... <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> and he's currently not going to championship next 30 years. I mean, it's the Timberwolves, right? Pretty safe to say. Right. Pretty safe to say. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like cursing the Pirates. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how he thinks he has like some sort of like power to, to, to curse somebody. You know, like lift the curse if they apologize. Fantastic. What a tweet. Uh, ja Rule still out there. What is it? Hustling, scamming, bamboozling, and issuing curses. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. fantastic. It's like it's like half half of the people at that game like only know Ja Rule from that Fire Festival documentary at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the last line of the article uh, was uh, he recently told TMZ that he plans to create another music festival. Nice. So uh, everyone, buy I your would, tickets now. Yeah. Get your tickets now. It's going to be unforgettable. Yeah, I will watch that documentary. When it <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, sorry. All right. Just, it, yeah, the, the world's collided there. The world's that was collided great. That was that's fantastic. Um, uh, other NBA news. <laughs> yeah, other okay. NBA news. Kind of similar. 
So, did you hear about this one, KC? The, yeah. the, Laker, the Lakers, they lost to the Pelicans. And apparently, the bus left without, without their coach, Walton, <laughs> <laughs> on the bus. As it, as reported, as it, it was reported yeah. that they left without it. Oh. Um, and then it was quickly, I would say within an hour, backtracked that that actually never happened. Unreported. Unreported. So, uh, it's a stay woke moment. LeBron James is definitely behind this. Yeah. And yeah. he definitely he, left Walton, and then it got out there, and then he definitely found a way to backtrack on it. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. He's little, sitting there seeing Walton coming out of the building. You're like, go, bus driver, drive, drive, drive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a coach. I don't need this guy. Yeah. Let's lose it. Uh, so, trouble in paradise once again. Yeah. James not getting along with the coach. Yeah, all right. It Speaking of trouble in paradise, Marlon. <laughs> Whoa. Speaking of trouble in paradise. Yeah. One of the one of the stars uh, stars of our early I, episodes. Yeah, I, I would say one of the stars of our early episode, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Back at it God. again. <laughs> all right. So should, let me unpack this one for you. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> yes, please. Please do. I'm bored. All right. So Tristan, as we talked about before, he has a baby with Chloe. Who at one point they were together, yeah. As a baby, Chloe Kardashian, that is, um, has been documented that uh, Tristan has cheated on Chloe for, with whatever. Just Tristan just doesn't care. Like he's six ten or whatever. He's seven feet tall. Goes to like clubs and just hangs out with girls and teams. He's always there. And he just walks around like he doesn't care. Doesn't, but doesn't bother him. Just doesn't bother him. But this one, so he ends up uh, hooking up with. Jordan Woods, who is mm. the best friend of Ooh. Kylie Jenner's, who is like the, the, I believe, the baby caretaker of their baby as well. So, mm. this is Tristan giving no Fs, <laughs> doing whatever he wants, um, and just getting getting into the Kardashian lore. What a story. <laughs> <laughs> what a story. Uh yeah, apparently it's uh, all all the drama and you know destroying friendships and what I don't even know. <laughs> don't even know where to go. I don't I don't know where to go with this. Um, I can't believe that he. I don't know what side of this is more ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just gonna... don't even you don't don't even know where to start with. Don't even know where to start with this. Or yeah, I'm just gonna throw my hands up and go. This this whole thing is ridiculous, and the fact that this is allowed to exist <laughs> is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know, bizarre. Uh, all right, that's all I got. That was my hot take. Hot that was good. <laughs> that was good. Okay. Just all right, Tristan. Me. Well, Tristan, you just keep being you, man. Just just do you, as yeah. I'm sure you Apparently, will. Apparently, he's. Doing him and whoever else he wants. So, congratulations, Tristan. Congratulations. Whatever. All wow. Right. All right. Well, that let's, went off the rails. Pretty yeah. Bad. All right. Let's move. We can move to something more in your zone, Casey. Yeah. We'll get to uh, America's favorite segment, Casey's corner kick. All right. Let's try to get this back on track. Uh, no promises, though. All right. Well, Marlo, there was a successful return from injury for yours truly uh, in my old man 30 oh. plus indoor league uh, with nice. a 6 1 victory. I helped anchor the defense as that's where I was needed. So that felt good to get back out there. Uh, injury was uh, held up pretty fine. So I feel like I'm, I'm back at it. Um, for people who actually get paid and don't pay to play. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool had a pretty 
I, I guess I'll say tough, uh, maybe uneventful week. I had two games this week. Uh, midweek was uh, the Champions League uh, battle against Bayern Munich. It was a 0-0 draw. Um, although it if it didn't feel like a 0-0 draw to me at least. Uh, Bayern's game plan definitely was to try and obstruct and frustrate Liverpool and I think they did a pretty good job of that. But there were four or five times where it seemed like a last second flail by a Bayern defender was just enough to knock the ball away from a Liverpool player in scoring. Um, so I it felt like Liverpool should have won the game, uh, but they uh, didn't, and now have to go back to Bayern and get a result uh, in Munich, which which will be tough. Um, but I, I still feel like Liverpool has a chance because I feel like they are the better team. So we'll see. That isn't for another three weeks. Uh, then Liverpool continued the non-scoring against Manchester United this morning, uh, drawing a 0-0. Uh, and I guess I would sum up this uh, game the way that uh, Jurgen Klopp, uh, Liverpool's manager, <laughs> summed it up as he went to shake Manchester United's uh, interim manager's hand. He said, "F in hell, what a shit game." <laughs> <laughs> and that's Bayern's exactly. Uh, there were only thirteen shots in the game, like three on target. It was an uneventful game. Uh, neither team really having real chances at goal. Um, I guess the good news is uh, Liverpool got a point out of it. Um, they're now one point up on Man City, but they no longer have that game in hand. Um, so coming down the stretch, this would have been a nice one to get, but they didn't get that. Uh, it, I talked a little bit about Champions League. Moving on to that, I talked a little bit about uh, <laughs> the Bayern-Liverpool game, and I felt a little guilty as last week I was talking about the quality of play and how excited everyone should be to watch Champions League, and then the first two games on Tuesday were 0-0 draws. Barcelona and Lyon also tying Very uh, 0-0. Yep, uh, there were some a- actual scoring on Wednesday, and I say the result of the week was Atletico defeating Juventus two to zero. It was in Madrid, uh, so Atletico is home. Um, so they'll return to Juventus for the second leg. Uh, it's going to be tough for Juventus to come back, uh, despite being at home and despite having Ronaldo. Uh, Atletico is a very sound defensive team, uh, so it will be hard to get two goals back um, in uh, in Juventus. Um, so the, there, as I mentioned, there's a couple weeks off in Champions League before it returns for those seconds leg, second legs. Um, and on a more local note, Marlo, forward Madison FC, the um, professional team there in Madison uh, had their first, I think it was a closed-door scrimmage or behind closed-door scrimmage uh, with a 1-0 win. So undefeated forward Madison FC. Um, excited for that, that to start. I think the actual games that count start in... Um, March or, or April, and I know they have a, a scrimmage against the uh, Wisconsin team uh, coming up here in March. So Ooh. that is underway. I'm, I'm pretty excited to follow that. Games are actually, Marlo, believe it or not, will be uh, covered on ESPN+. Plus. What? Yeah. Oh, do I have to buy a subscription now? I know. I think I actually have to get a subscription to ESPN+, Plus because uh, of that. So. God, I knew they were going to get me somehow. Yeah. Those jerks. Yeah. So, all right. All right. That's it. That's it for the corner kick. Uh, I guess the most <laughs> not very successful one for Liverpool and kind of ch- entertainment wise for Champions League, but uh, nonetheless uh, an exciting week in soccer. Oh, I forgot to mention Liverpool. Liverpool plays Watford uh, this week, this weekend on uh, midweek. Actually, the twenty seventh, they play. So keep a lookout for that. 
Yeah, that's all I got for for the corner kick, Marlo. All right, Casey. That I I, I don't have anything else uh, no, for our that. our podcast here. Nothing else for the podcast. I think that's it. So I will just go ahead and thank everyone for listening and to check us out on our social medias at one thirty two degrees on the Twitter. Um, I'm at MarloJR. Casey is at Prof Badger Fan. Uh, yeah, let us know. Hit us up. We always like to interact with uh, our fellow fans. And that's all I got. You got any last words, Casey? Uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. As Marla said, please like, subscribe, share, uh, follow, all those, all those fun things. We really like to get uh, in contact with those of you who are listening uh, more uh, going forward. But as all, and as always, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports.